Welcome, 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 guys. I thank you so much for tuning in. This is your host, Rusty Moore. And listen, guys, we are at the ending of 2023. And I must thank you guys for being faithful, being dedicated, and continuing this amazing listenership together. But I just want to cover some clear, precise understanding of content creators. Because there's a lot of people that are not aware what a content creator is, um, anything about YouTube or podcasts or anything like that. And I just want to give a little bit of understanding on one, how to create the perfect YouTube content strategy going in 2024 and just roughly go through, um, you know, content um, and creators and all that amazing work that all of us do as creators. A lot of people look at content creators and they look at perfection. They look at honesty. They look at dedication because that's a meaningful source where they can find something that's relatable. But that's great. But you have to find creators that are giving you honesty. That's not giving really their, they're giving their honest opinion. So when something's opinionated, that's something someone feels. That's their opinion. Versus them saying, in my recent research, I researched this and I have this perspective. Or I did a polling and if it's about dating, you got men of this type of culture and religion. They do this before the ages of 18 or 21 years old men and up may do this or say this, but you found this in a polling. You actually polled people in your city, your country, your state, whatever. And these particular men, when you did street team, which I've done as a podcaster, and you have a conversation about, and I've had this conversation with men. What are five things you could say is a pet peeve that you do not like that women do? That's getting the honest opinion of a man, not going on some type of source, not Googling it, not going to YouTube and think you're getting the tea and you're not, okay? That's the difference, that's a polling. You're getting the honest opinion of individuals, everyday individuals. And that could be in New York, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Miami, Atlanta, wherever your state may be, and you're getting this information. Or you're diving in, reaching out to a poll of women and men, and they're giving you this information. Like, I can't go on a YouTube channel and statistically say that 99% of public schools' uh, reading skills or reading level is below average without doing research. Because I would look like a bobblehead. I don't have no research on that. I didn't find that nowhere. And I don't have a reliable source. People find information, believe it's real. Because they think it's relatable to their relationship, their lifestyle, their children, or whatever it may be. Bring it in, dive in, and keep going to this particular resource where they're getting poor information, inaccurate information, and information that's not realistic. And they're dedicated to this channel or this individual. And that's their go-to. Like drinking a bottle of water. That I will not do in 24. I never did it in 23. I never did it in 22. Because... I'm going to listen to something and that's going to be what's inside of myself. Not being a follower, 
following another human being and what they tell me or what they think is good, what they think is bad. Because if I think that and I pour into them, then this should be my all in all. This should be my go-to. Because this person is pouring, you're pouring into. They don't care about you. They don't know you. They don't understand you. They don't feel you day to day. So I don't pour in to another human being. This could even be a pastor. I'm not going to pour into you. And I feel that you are relatable to me because the subject matter that you mentioned that I feel is, it could be finances. Pastors talk about finances all the time. I'm not going to pour into you because you said finances. What about finances? If it's relatable, I'm still not going to pour into you. I'm going to listen. I'm going to take a little bit of that. I'm going to put it to what I have and I'm going to make, make it my own, not follow your direction. Okay. So 24 guys, that's not follow other people's lives and get a grip of our own life. Okay. Don't follow what other people are telling you about how to raise your children. You know how to raise your children and you go on your own instant. You don't need to Wikipedia anything. You don't need to go on YouTube. Stop following people about other people's marriages that are failing. Or they keep telling you pouring in negative energy. Like I told someone today, people will pour in negative energy, but they never pour in positive energy. They'll tell you how bad dating someone, a matured person may be, but they won't tell you how good it is to date someone mature, right? So you see where I'm going. They'll tell you how bad it is to marry someone, right? And how if you marry this particular woman, she could be a westernized woman or whatever type of woman. They'll tell you all the bad things, but they forget to tell you about all the good things. So anytime someone's pouring in bad energy, run from them. Run from the bad energy and go to the good energy. Because I can't let people pour into my spirit realm. Negative, negative, negative. Because I know you are a negative thinking individual. You have people pouring in negative thoughts into your mind. So this is not a person that I want to surround in my atmosphere. We even have you close to me. Because like I say to people, people pour in negative energy. They make you negative. They have a negative perspective on life. They make you negative. If you deal with angry, manipulative people, they make you angry and manipulative. You deal with people that's not confident and assured of their surroundings. They make you inconfident and unsure of your surroundings. So you be around people that's like-minded. That's what my late pastor always used to say. Be around like-minded individuals, not people that's pouring into a bunch of bad habits, bad news, bad situations, and always have something negative going on in their spirit because they're a negative thinking individual. Thank you. Now, now we need to clear that part up about content. Let's go to how to create perfect YouTube content strategy for 24. What I'm going to say to you when you're looking at, if you're a person that's a viewer of content creators, think of your content creator. Are they committed to their YouTube channel? And do they have a firm commitment? That means keep giving creative content or they still keep running the same content. Are they confirmed and committed to the content where they're changing subjects every so often? Because anytime I'm listening to someone, they keep feeding me the same, pouring into me the same negative energy or the same positive energy. Everyone switches gears. Podcaster, YouTube channel, people switch gears every so often. But if they keep saying the same thing over and over and over again, I'm going to look at you as another rerun. And that's not someone I'm going to pour into. Okay? Oftentimes, you need to end up feeling exhausted or confused, especially if you are constantly working to keep a tight publishing schedule. Right? 
So you want to take your YouTube channel to the next level. So stop keeping your YouTube channel on the Gerber level. So which is why you need to need content strategy, because it'll give you the space and understanding to grow on your YouTube channel. Because the YouTube channel is not supposed to stay on Gerber, it's supposed to grow. And if you're lucky, where you are in your show, you can understand how to create a YouTube content strategy that can help you reach your content creation goals. Okay? So, step one, define your YouTube channel goals. You got to know what those goals are. And the first thing you need to do is to set some expectations for your channel. Some people have a channel and they're all over the place. And their audience think that that's the right way because they're naive to what's going on. And they don't know good content from bad content. And they just listen to some content and it feels relatable. So they dive right in. So what I'm saying is have expectations for your channel, right? After all, one of the pillars of successful content is having a goal to work towards instead of creating content that is hazardless or is a hazard zone, okay? These goals may look like this here, guys. Um, the goals may look like you want to quit your job to become a full-time YouTuber. Creating additional revenue stream using YouTube. That's most folks. Publishing more high-quality videos constantly this year. Creating more experimental pieces. Making more money beyond AdSense. Collaborating with other YouTubers, right? And sometimes, guys, that's where we go wrong. You collab with someone and they have a poisonous spirit because they're coming with all that other stuff that you, when I say poison, that you don't want to add to your channel. So once you partnership with someone and collab, they may be giving you ideas that you don't want to go forward with and you feel forced. Okay, or anything else you want to depend on where you are in your YouTube journey. Well, you should ask yourself, guys, what do I want out of my YouTube channel and what's the content? Ask yourself that first. Number two, what does what does success look like for me and my YouTube channel? That's number two. So thinking about having discussions about dating, you think that your numbers are going to be high. Or you're talking about um, reality TV or celebrities. So you figure gossip can make your channel go up or your numbers go up. Maybe, but you want to keep your numbers up, okay? How can I make money with this content and beyond YouTube? Because anytime you're making money on YouTube, you want to be on other things as well. You want to have other ways that your audience can find you other than just your YouTube channel, Okay. To get better, understand of what you want from your channel and how you can achieve that. Okay? So you have to benchmark that and have an idea. So then you want to set specific benchmarks to reach every year so that you can have a clear timeline. Remember, your goal should be realistic, guys, and achievable. If you want to learn more about how to grow as a YouTube channel, check out a guideline. Right? You want to have a guideline of what direction you're going with your channel. Right? Number two, research your tar target audience. People have an audience all over the place and they're just scrambling, right? Once you got your goal in place, you need to understand who you're creating for. Who, who you're creating for. And when I say that, there are four main things you, you should find out, right? One is your demographic. Two, your psychographic. Three, your online behavior. Four, your offline behavior. 
Now let's go back to demographics. Your audience, gender, age, and where they live geographically. This will help you figure out the language and style you need to use to best reach them, right? Even as a podcaster, you got to know your demographics because you want to know who your audience is, who you're reaching, and what your discussions are about. Because if you know your demographic audience, then you know your discussions, your lineup, and all that good stuff. The psychographics is, these are the traits that drive your audience behavior, like their motivations, values, lifestyle, insecurities, and aspirations, right? These help you understand how to connect with your audience on an emotional level, right? And this is how you get it pop, okay? This is how you get a channel up and running. Three, I mentioned online behavior. These are the type of content and media your audience consumes for entertainment. The channels they they would subscribe to, what social media platforms they're on, and how long they spend on them. This provides insight on into how your audience interacts with content online and how you can approach engaging them. Number four, I mentioned offline behavior. Your audience behaviors, right? Buying behaviors, habits, hobbies, current work status, and where they like to spend their time. This will also give you an insight on how emotional connected with your audience, right? So it's worth noting that almost all these things will need a lot of speculation from your understanding and the niche you're in. So this is not something you can just wing. Over time, as you get to know your audience and their reactions and the content, you can refine your target audience, overview based on what you're learning about them, make sure to evaluate your assumptions about your target audience on a regular basis. So then you have leverage on the audience you're built and on the other platform to get information straight from them. So for example, you can pull your audience on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. You can also use question stickers on Instagram, right? To dive in with your clients because your clients is your audience. Your audience is your customer, period. Number step three into building this content, research your competitors. Now that you have an idea of what your target audience may be or what it may look like, it's time to see your competitors. So they'll help you come up with ideas for the type of content you should produce, right? And that is simple as that. Start by researching your competitor's YouTube channel and your niche. People that are in the niche, like this fashion, business, dating, makeup, do your research, right? Dig into these channels and see what your nichers are doing. So this means watching videos in your content niche, subscribing to competitors in your channel, um, diving into the comment section, looking at competitors' videos and their views. Once you've done that, you can start coming up with different ideas of topics you want to create in your videos. So I would recommend, guys, a tutorial, a reaction video, a live stream, an opinion video, right right from the gate. Because it'll give you the ideas that will keep your viewers engaged and position you as an expert in your niche. Not just any old body. You want to be an expert within your niche. Because you want to be not just good, but exceptionally good. Because you're looking for monetizations down the line. And monetizations is conversation, okay? Step four, 
plan your content. Now it's time for you to create content calendar. This is publishing schedule that outlines what, when, and how often you'll be uploading your video content. So pick 10 ideas from step three and make a publishing calendar around them. So if one of your goals is to publish more consistently, like every week, you can pick a day of the week, like a Thursday, and make that your publishing day, right? This is a great YouTube marketing tactic, and this will get you the views and excitement that you're raving for. Having a plan, guys, in place will help you organize your video content. You can see what your videos would look like on the screen and what others can see, right? Which sets a video in the same playlist, right? So you should also keep in mind that while having a plan is great, things to do and to change. Maybe there's some industry news that you need to talk about or you can come up with to have a better idea. That finds, regardless of what it is, you should be able to do, right? Period. Because a good plan is able to keep you in line, to keep you on track, right? Part of your content marketing strategy should be seeing how each video helps you achieve your overall goals. And in fact, you could have different monetization strategies for each video. For example, if one of your goals was to make more money beyond the YouTube ads, you could create a video specifically geared towards affiliate programs you're a part of. But you have to be a part of the affiliate programs and not just say that you are to look for monetizations. So lying gets you nowhere. We always encourage creators to know what monetization options are possibly for their content, right? So, because if you want to be a full-time content creator, then you need to look beyond video ads, okay? Um, demonetization is a huge problem for creators and ad revenue is going down. So, be sure to consider other options that will help you use YouTube to make money, like affiliate links, selling physical merchandise, selling digital goods like access to your podcast or subscription site and brand partnership. Okay, so people, I want you to understand listeners that listen to YouTube and take it to your, you know, your best friend's house and talk about it and think it's realistic. At the end of the day, everyone's looking to make the coin. So people are not consumed with you. They don't care about you. They don't care about your dating life. They don't care about your marriage. They don't care about your children. If they're on YouTube, they're on there really to make monetizations. So don't think you're important just for a moment. Okay? So even if you subscribe to the channel, you're there for the content. Not to make connections with your life story. Okay? They could care less about your storyline. If you're looking for an in-depth review of YouTube monetizations, option checks are just there for you. Right? And before I go on my commercial break, step five, I want to talk about executing your plan. And when I say executing the plan, I mean, now that you have a content plan in place that I discussed with you, it's time to put these ideas into action. So we've broken down the perfect video production system. And this is what I'm going to speak about coming up when I say about executing your plan. So don't go anywhere, guys. I want to give you all the ideas on how to create a successful YouTube channel for 2024. Oh, 
guys i thank you so much for tuning in i am your host rusty moy i'm discussing ways to create a successful youtube channel for 2024 i want you to execute your plan but i want you to put it in place properly so if you just join in get your notepad your journal your iced tea your lemonade sit back and think of a way to make residual income for 2024 now Use video thumbnails and titles that are optimized for your search. Meaning, once you've got your topic laid out, it's time to create a catchy thumbnail and title. So you need to make sure that the ideas you picked, you could create a thumbnail and a title that you know that will be interesting enough to get clicks. That's because people will not click on you if they don't feel that you have an attention getter. So make sure you have it together and nail it. So create a custom video thumbnail. A creating a, a thumbnail helps you increase your clicks through rates. Meaning, if your video thumbnail is eye-catching and exciting, when people come across it, they'll click on it. So the pro tip I can give you guys is, you, as a YouTuber, have to understand how to make something that pops. Your thumbnail needs to be like, as soon as they see it, I gotta indulge. So it has to be something that's creative, but most importantly, connectable, right? So a good video marketing strategy is to make two to three thumbnails for all of your content, right? That way you have an option to test out and see what helps to get the most engagement. Your thumbnail will be your best friend. So your, your thumbnail should have a clear imaginary vision showing your answer that's a search query, right? Also, it should have a basic text making it catchy, short, and including your video keywords to help optimize your YouTube search engine. It should be a vibrant color. Don't do dark drab colors, right? Make it pleasing with your colors that stand out against the YouTube drop backdrop and make sure that your brand colors are consistent. Emotional faces. People are drawn to other people. So if you can, use faces that are illustrating strong emotions. People do like that. And last but not least, an element of curiosity. Your viewer's curiosity without giving away too much of your content is a great way to nail your channel and to get people interested. Remember that. You can see the consistent use of a brand color, which stands out against YouTube gray background and strengthens unscreened branding. So we also use a mix of graphic keywords and faces with clear attention, grabbing expressions, right? So having these things will enhance your video message and performance, right? So using keywords driven video titles, since the video titles are the first text that your viewers will see, you need to make sure your titles are short and sweet, are true to the content, not clickback. Content relevant keywords for search engine optimization which is CEO, search engine optimization. 
to give your video the best chance of appearing in front of a new audience. A good place to start when using keyboards, keywords, I'm sorry, for your title and video description is basically to look at keywords your content competitors use to tag, title, and describe their videos. Understand problems that your video is solving for their searcher. For example, if your lock on screen own has health and fitness, your YouTube channel, you can see other video titles are to the point, including relevant keywords for or target audience and informing the viewers what the video is about, right? So I would say outline your video and write a script. Now it's time for you to focus on your video content, whether you're performing an outline or paper or on your computer, you need to give yourself a strong idea of the flow of your video. This will give you thinking about different frames you want to create and any props you need before filming. After you outline your video, start writing the script. We re we, I recommend doing this to make a production filming go smoother and more efficiently, even if you tweak it and change things around a little bit. Okay? So, number three, film, edit, review your video. With all the prep work done, it's time to film and edit your video. Now it's time for you to put everything together Clean up any mistakes you've made while recording and make your video a YouTube ready. Remember, if you get to the part of this process and realize there's something missing or something you can't do or something you want to do differently, reshoot it again because you want to reshoot much as possible to make it clear, precise, and professional, right? It may be a bit frustrating, but it's better to go back and do it right than settle for anything. If one of your YouTube goals was to create more high quality videos, then do it. Don't give low quality work when you know that your audience wants high quality work. Your best foot, it should be the most amazing foot. So organize clips in your right order. Add voiceovers if necessary in your videos. Remove unnecessary footage, bloopers, weird pauses. Add intros and outros, but use them strategically as these can decrease viewers' retention. Add cuts and transitions. Strategies place B-roll, GIF graphics, screenshots, and auto snippets. Adjust the colors of your footage with color uh, grading. Use text on screen to help your viewers retain more information. Doing these things, guys, will add much more value to your YouTube channel. And they're pretty much good for you to work with to give you the content you need. It's also worth getting feedback on your edit from advisors. Sometimes you want to share your content to get other people's opinions, like a friend or a family member. I'll be well, it'll be well worth your time, guys. And it could be a masterpiece. But you always want to have another fresh pair of eyes look at your work. And I tell people that all the time. Never hide your work and be embarrassed of what people will think about your work because it doesn't matter. You're still in your training shoes. Number four, publish on YouTube. After you completed these three steps, you can finally publish your video. Make sure you turn on your closed captions when you upload your video to YouTube because you want your video to be accessible as possible. You can also add them manually in the editing step. Keep a lookout for how well the performing in 2024 will be. If you need to be calling for thumbnails and substitutes, do it. 
If you want to go in depth on how to make a killer YouTube video, do it. Don't let 24 be a washout. Go after your goals. Don't sit there and say, I'm not going to do it because I don't have time. You have all the time in the world because 24 will be here in a matter of seconds, moments, minutes, right? So last but not least, repurpose your YouTube video for different social networks. When you upload a video on your channel, consider repurposing that video for your social media platform. This is a great way to cross promote your YouTube channel, get more people to watch your videos, nurture existing communities you may have on other platforms, right? So here are how you do it. Pick your social media platform. Take note of where else your competitors are posting content. LinkedIn, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, whatever. Perform social media competitor analysts. After you found your competitors on social media, Look at what they're sharing, the times they post, and their engagement rate. This will give you a good idea, guys, of the type of content your audience will be wanting to interact with. Number three, look for repurposing opportunities. So see what's valuable or shareable from your channel videos and look at different ways you can present them. You can present the same idea in multiple ways, like text-based posts, video snippets, and much more. Make sure also to add a call to action on your social media content to direct viewers to your YouTube channel. Your goal here is to get people so excited about your content that they want to watch your video over and over and over. So when people want to watch you over and over and over, that means you're more into monetizations and people are raving about you and you are the town talk. So listen, guys, I hope this is helpful for 2024. I want you guys to be ahead of the curve and grow, develop, and thrive in 24. And don't let anything get in your way.